I don't know why I'm talking because we'll probably just start with an opening, right? Hello and welcome to The Truth Shall Make You Fret, a podcast in which we're usually reading and recapping every book from Terry Pratchett's Discworld series one time in chronological order. I'm Joanna Hagan. And I'm Francine Carroll. And this is a very special bit of bonus episode. We are coming to you very quickly to talk to you about Jack Monroe and the newly formed Vimes Boots Index. Ooh, we're in, we're out. We're, we've got hot news off the press and and then... And then we're in, we're out, we're, we're shaking going. it all out. <laughs> Good. This is starting well. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how many of you guys followed Jack Monroe. She's um, she's an author of Budget Recipes and she's a prominent campaigner against poverty and inequality in the UK. Um, so I've used her recipes for years and years. She had a blog and she's got recipe books. She has um, very good recipe books. Yeah, they're fantastic. And they are really like budget down to the penny recipes and good food still you know um and i've been really interested in kind of seeing her political influence grow she's obviously a very good writer and uh cares very much about about inequality inequality yeah yeah the vimes boots index is something of a brainchild of jack monroe and this started uh i'm gonna say a couple weeks ago now 19th january thank you Yes. On, on the 19th of January, she tweeted a thread about rising cost of living in the UK, which is a topic that's been in the news a lot. And the radio was talking about the cost of living rising a further 5%, which, you know, is tricky enough as it is for people on low income. Yeah. But as she pointed out, that doesn't really reflect the reality of inflation as it affects the yeah, poorest you- in society. Did you look into like how this inflation cost is calculated? That's the kind of thing I'd write about for the old, you know, corporate nonsense. Did you look into it? I take it. I looked into it because some people were tweeting about some of the ridiculous like price mm. increases that are included in this, which like cost of champagne. Okay, fine. You you don't have to be rich to buy champagne. Yeah, but um, you're not going to be <laughs> equestrian shit. Like, uh, is there equestrian shit? <laughs> I haven't looked at it for a while. <laughs> I, I may I may be making this up. Bedroom I know there was furniture something, was one of them. Bedroom furniture, stablage fees, or whatever that's called, uh-huh. stabling. Uh, that uh, was like how much yeah. it costs to pay a pl- cost to pay a place yeah, yeah. to look after a horse you own, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh, is a concern for many of us because I don't have anywhere to keep a horse in this flat. Yeah, it's true, um, and neither do I have a, a a place to keep my champagne, which I don't have any of. So that's all right. <laughs> How much does it cost to stable a champagne? Well, so mine lives on the little shelf like behind my bread bin above my washing machine. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear straw costs a lot more now. How much straw does your champagne eat? Uh, well, I like to keep it nestled in a box of straw for a fancy presentation. Yeah, but it it's doesn't very eat, diff- eat much. It doesn't eat it, no. Okay, no. Well, so as Jog Monroe elaborated in this thread, which went massively viral, millions and millions of people viewed it. Um, if you like a power Twitter user, you can see views as part of our analytics now, I think. Um, and she pointed out using examples from her local supermarket, which is Asda, one of the big four, that this time last year in Asda, the cheapest pasta was 29p for 500 grams. Today it's 70p. That's a 141% price increase. And lots of examples along those lines. Um, got rice, bread, that kind of thing. 
Um, at this point, it's probably worth pointing out that this is more true for Asda than the other big three at the moment, because Asda is following a deliberate price increase strategy uh, to change their demographics. Yeah. Um, which Jack Monroe is now kind of digging into as part of the investigative bit. Uh, however, the others are also going up in price, obviously. And it going doesn't change the fact that what we need to use to calculate the impact on the poorest in society is not this one-size-fits-all inflation index, which is fine as like a general indicator of some things. But it is not helpful for dealing with the people who suffer the most from inflation. Yeah. It may not be massively as much the other big four, but it's true across the line, not just with... Uh, so the big four uh, for UK and abroad distance, I guess, is Tesco, Asda, Sainsbury's, and Morrison's. Morrison's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also the basic value ranges that are mm. disappearing. Uh, so every one of those has always had like some kind of most basic. This is like the the off brand, the cheapest version, supermarket own brand you can get. Used to be Tesco Value. Yeah, Tesco Value as the basic. That was like the, the phase. And yeah, you're quite right. Yeah, because something else she pointed out is that during this time, during the last few years, luxury made ready meals and like the meal deals haven't really increased in price a lot. And so people who are on a comfortable salary, which I must say is increasingly fewer people because it's the cost of living rise, people who used to be on what was considered a decent salary are now struggling to make ends meet. So people on the most comfortable salary haven't had to deal with the increase of food costs uh, as much as people who rely on, say, the basics ranges. Yes. Because supermarkets are putting those cost increases into their cheapest ranges rather than into their, say, mid-range and higher-end ranges. Yes. And I don't know what the difference is like in how many Tesco's essentials have disappeared in comparison to Asda. I'm sure it is more in Asda because it's the thing. But I mean, I have personally found it a lot more difficult to shop cheaply in the last few years. Yeah. Um, for sure. For sure I have. Just stuff like, basic stuff like stock cubes, you can't get, you know, a few for a few pence anymore, which you definitely used to be able to. Yeah. Um, all of the... I found... Uh exactly what jack has been saying the higher end stuff i buy hasn't really shifted in price all that much like mm -hmm. i will spend a bit more on things like meat because i try and make sure it's from like a ethical source that's obviously a whole other argument but i'll at least look at something with like a clear supply chain yeah yeah. Uh, so i don't tend to buy like tesco value mints say although i don't think that's a thing anymore but then obviously i shop really cheaply on essentials like cleaning products that's been a fucking huge increase yeah um Savers is still all right, but... But then like, you've got to... Again, it's like geographical access. <laughs> yeah, Savers yeah. is fine if you are physically capable of walking to a town and going to one. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people argue against this. Well, it's not that bad because places like Aldi and Lidl are still cheap. And it's like, yeah, but you've got to be able to physically get to a supermarket and get around it. Yeah, and either have a car or someone with a car. Because uh, I think Aldi and Lidl don't even do delivery, do they? No. And then um, most of the places that do do delivery, they charge you extra for that. And that's mm. like, that five pounds is potentially like protein for a week for one person. Yeah. I'm sure they're massively problematic in lots of ways. But a little shout out to Iceland who do free delivery over a certain, still over a certain price point, but who have also like committed to make their one pound line stay the same price through the rest of this year, which none of the others have like put any kind of commitment for their value ranges. And the... Mm, CEO director, something like that, was very honest when he was talking about we've lost some of our customers to hunger. Yeah, we've not lost our to customers another, to food yeah, banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, people aren't 
just going to a competitor. They are just not buying food now. Yeah. And that is, yeah. <laughs> and Terrifying. You know, the fact that he would admit that in a thing is quite good, I think. But the point is that Jack Monroe is now building a new index and she's calling it the Vimes Boots Index based on a quote from Men at Arms. Do you have the quote to hand? I do. I went and found it. Joanna, our voiceover artist, has also, I've just been talking way too fast for too long and we'll take a short sip of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listeners will probably remember this quote because we talked about it a lot when we covered Men at Arms. The reason that the rich were so rich, Vimes reasoned, was because they managed to spend less money. Take Boots, for example. He earned $38 a month plus allowances. A really good pair of leather boots cost $50, but an affordable pair of boots, which were sort of okay for a season or two and then leaked like hell when the cardboard gave out, cost about $10. Those were the kind of boots Vimes always bought and wore until the soles were so thin he could tell where he was in Ankh-Morpork Pork on a foggy night by the feel of the cobbles. But the thing was that good boots lasted for years and years. A man who could afford $50 had a pair of boots that'd still be keeping his feet dry in 10 years' time, while a poor man who could only afford cheap boots would have spent $100 on boots in the same time and would still have wet feet. This was the Captain Samuel Vimes boots theory of socioeconomic unfairness. And we've talked about that quote at length on the podcast before, uh, Mm -hmm. when we did Men at Arms. Men at Arms. and the the concept that it is expensive to be poor because it is it is horribly it costs a lot more to buy things in small packages and when you don't have the money spare then you yeah. can't buy the big packages it costs a lot more to repeatedly buy cheap things mm-hmm. i re- i i can't remember if i tweeted this in the end i meant to i might have just left it in drafts but um the whole thing reminded me very much of when i was waitressing and when i bought when my grandma eventually bought me a pair of clark shoes and my like quality of living went up immeasurably because a my feet no longer hurt and i was no longer going through like a pair of what was it six pound pumps from priceless shoes yeah. every month that i was doing when i was waitressing and just the fact that you know i i, I had a grandma who could buy me clark shoes when i yeah. was 19 years old and <laughs> couldn't afford them and oh god i can't be i can't imagine being my age and working in those fucking 10 pound pumps yeah I, um, lots of people do yeah I had the same thing when I was working as a chef. Uh, I kept buying like ten pound pairs of trainers that would wear through uh, because you're on your feet in them for eight hours a day, and I would be literally working with in a kitchen in trainers with holes mm-hmm. in the feet. And kitchen floors are gross. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It was unpleasant. So I got to a point where I could afford decent work shoes. And um, when I had other people working with me who couldn't afford a decent pair of work shoes, I ended up going and buying them for them. Oh. Um, that was when I was working somewhere where the pay was shit. The last place I worked, they were pretty good about what well, they didn't do pay increases in rate in like in line with national inflation, but <laughs> there's a low bar, there's a low bar, but they did do fair pay. So Jack Munro is basing her new index or is calling her new index, the Vimes Boots Index after this fantastic quote, which has been much shared around the internet, even by people who aren't massive Pratchett fans um, as of January 25th. I seen they were talking before, but the Pratchett estate like officially authorised the use of the title for the Vimes Boots Index. Um, Jack also said that day, like the ONS, the Office of National Statistics, uh, were having a meeting with her, and they have done now, and the ONS are working to look at a better way of calculating yeah. inflation rates. And... Yeah, and they say they were doing it anyway, but mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> 
Um, and yeah, it's been all over the media. I don't know whether I'm just hyper aware of it because it's we live on Twitter. Yeah, we live on Twitter, and and our algorithms are really slanted towards this kind of politics and something Pratchett related. Exactly. Yeah. Like even if I didn't live on Twitter, eight different people have sent me this with, uh, "Have you seen this? Are yeah. you aware in- of this?" Including me, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I keep having to say, like, funnily enough, as a Pratchett fan who's also a massive Jack Monroe fan, I have two signed books of hers and a painting that you got me and. She wrote your birthday card. <laughs> she did. And I have it on a little shelf and oh. I love it deeply. And yeah. So by the way, we'll put a couple of links in the show notes. Jack Monroe is asking for outside help in building this. Um, she has some like really good statisticians working with her on it, but they need um, data. Ev- data. They need evidence from people. So receipts from the last 10 years, basically. Yeah, um, if you from have- people who shop at the big four. And R- Rihanna Pratchett. Uh, has spoken about it. I think she she was in the Guardian article. Have you got that to hand? Yes, I have. My father used his anger about inequality, classism, xenophobia, and bigotry to help power the moral core of his work. Uh, Vimes is musing on how expensive it is to be of uh, to be poor via the cost of boots. Was a razor sharp evaluation of socioeconomic unfairness, one that's all too pertinent today, where our most vulnerable so often bear the brunt of austerity measures and are cast adrift from protection and empathy. While we don't have Vimes anymore, we do have Jack, and Dad would be proud to see his work used in such a way. Mm. Uh, I think Rihanna Pratchett's called it a little added Pratchettian anger, that quote in <laughs> it. <laughs> Which, yes, it did sound very clipped in that way that Pratchett sounded when he was angry. It is. I feel like there's, there's, some, there's, in, a, there's some obvious echoes in there. Yeah. yeah. Something, something ripples in the world. So also, Mark Burroughs, hotter off the press still has published an article in the New Statesman about this. And Mark Burroughs, if anybody is still ignorant, is our oracleat and the uh, writer of... The Magic of Terry Pratchett. Very good Pratchett biography. As Mark says, Pratchett understood human psychology, sociology and economics as well as any author since Dickens and was angrier and funnier about it than most of them. He was also supernaturally well-read. The Vimes Boots Theory is an elegant distillation of an old economic and philosophical concept famously explored by Robert Tressel in his classic 1914 book, The Ragged Trousered Philanthropist, which is excellent. And I like the fact that Pratchett has managed to distill it in such a way that like, all of us get it. Everyone yeah. gets it. You can just fucking retweet a screenshot of Pratchett's quote and everyone gets what he means. And yeah, it's amazing. I think it's great. So Mark's article is very good and has done what we've just done. But a bit much more, more eloquently and concisely. So I will link that and you must go and read it. And then send Mark some love and tell him how good his writing is. Yeah, all of this. I don't want to say it's nice that this has been used for this because obviously it's not nice that this is needed. Yeah. But I think it's as it is needed, it is good that Pratchett expressed it so well and that the legacy yeah. can be used for something that is going to be for good. Yes. And I am very glad that the estate is so behind it. And I mean, obviously, obviously, Brianna Pratchett would be, I guess, like yeah. everything I know about her would say she is. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's been a kind of source of of uh, anger and ha- not happiness, but hope the last few days, isn't it? Because I mean, the more that's highlighted, the more you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's very everything is bad, but also look, something is happening, something is being done, someone is doing the work. Yeah, I've been I've been politically tweeting a lot more than I usually do recently. I go through little phases. Yeah, and this is this is sparked 
sparked some. You've had and a politic. I've had a politic. I have. Uh, I've had a little anger, a little politic, uh, basically along the lines of it is so fucking hard to get people who've never experience kind of food insecurity financial insecurity to understand this stuff they're always saying i mean there was this scottish msp today who i don't think she's scottish she's an msp who's going on about how uh was it people use food banks just you know aren't educated enough about how to cook and prepare food i fucking hate this narrative so much because if you think they're not educated enough then campaign for social change where better food education takes place and b you don't get that you can't fucking bulk buy pasta if you're poor. Yeah, yeah. If you have a quid, you cannot buy that much cheaper 20 kilo bag of pasta to yeah. live off. Yes, it doesn't matter if that bigger bag is less per 100 grams. You do not have the two pound, three pound, four pound to buy it. Yeah. And also, if you've been slogging around, like applying for your six jobs a day so you can keep fucking universal credit, which is not enough money to live off. You do not have the energy to also buy the cheaper dried lentils that you have to go to a special shop for and soak for three hours to cook. You mm-hmm. may not have the fucking gas to be able to cook something, cook a cheaper cut of meat for a long time, say. That's it. I mean, these these recipes by, by Jack Munro, I mean, they have stuff like, and this is how long you have to keep the oven for, on for if you're worried about electric. Like that is the yeah. kind of, the kind of penny counting I think people really, who haven't done it, don't understand unless they really go out of their way to try and understand it and yeah yeah i don't know like uh, fucking insinuating that people who use food banks don't know how to cook is just the biggest blood bollocks i've ever heard like uh, like my <laughs> you know what we got really fucking good at learning how to make uh stuff from whatever was in the house and you know yeah. what? i hate doing that now so i often don't and i spend more on groceries than i can really afford to because i, fa- I just fucking hate like skimming the house for a little bit left of rice or lentils or whatever and making food from that because no, you know i i now i'm not economically insecure and i'm not food insecure i will spend more than i need to and make bigger things because i can in a way that i couldn't at certain points in my life it's depressing yep yep anyway uh yeah so we did say we'll keep the shorts we will um listeners we want to hear about your thoughts on this Unless they're just like yelling at us, in which case, like, I've had a busy week. Be nice. Yeah, could you not? Um, <laughs> I don't know when this is coming out, actually. I'm going to try and turn it around as quickly as possible because it's like news. It's news. Yeah. And everything might change in between. Like, I'm looking at Twitter now. There's some stuff we haven't covered because stuff changed since this morning and now. But tell us your thoughts. Tweet us. Don't massively tweet Jack because they seem quite busy at the moment. I think they're being pretty good about not letting anyone reply to their tweets. I can reply. They follow me on Twitter, which I only noticed this morning when I went to check one of my tweets. Is that so? Yeah. Nice. That was a random surprise. Um, But I I don't because I have nothing to say. But if you have receipts and you can take part in the data collection part of it, we'll share the information for how to do that down below. Um, But yeah, share your thoughts, share your stories if you're comfortable sharing them. Help us spread awareness. And if you've got a spare fiver, maybe give it to the Trussell Trust because they should not need to fucking exist. But right now they need to exist. Yeah. Or For drop instance, stuff off at your local food bank if that's or drop stuff or more off accessible. At your local whatever. food bank, yeah. yeah. Lot of lot of supermarkets have like little bits at the front that you can. They have a food bank collection area, and yeah, all of this sucks. But <laughs> God, it sucks. Yeah. Um, also, if you are going to do that, have a look because quite often your local food bank will state uh, oh, what they need and don't what need. they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
God, this is so. De- the, do you have any idea how much food gets wasted in this country every day while well, the people also also using food banks? Oh yes, I mean you've worked supermarkets. We've both worked hospitality. We've seen. I've seen so much cake just be thrown away. Uh, I've seen so much patisserie valerie. So much, so much food. So much fresh produce. Yeah. I mean, you brought, when you worked at patisserie valerie, you brought me a lot of that cake. I tried to save some. <laughs> oh my god, though, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Nothing will anger me quite as much as the memory of working Marks and Spencer's at Christmas Eve after the shop had closed. And once the staff have been allowed to go through and rinse everything, shit got thrown in the bin. Hmm. Like turkeys, whole fucking turkeys. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. we babbled on for a lot. Listeners, thank you for listening. Yes, if you did. Well done. <laughs> if you did. Well done, you. Love, um, love. And yeah, we're on Twitter at Make You Fret Pod. Mm-hmm. Email us as well if you like uh, the True Show Make You Fret Pod at gmail dot com, and we're on Facebook at the True Show Make You Fret and Instagram at the True Show Make You Fret. You can tell I don't have it in front of me. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's Does cool. anyone ever reach out via Instagram? That's what I want to know. We get the odd comment and things. Oh, that's nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hi, Instagram cool. followers specifically. Hi, Instagram followers. <laughs> anyway. And yeah. okay. anyway, yes. Thank you very De- much. Detain you. Don't. Don't, don't be detained. Us. Don't be detained. Bye. Jesus. <laughs> don't oh, shit, let I was us about detain to end. you. No, I'm not hanging up on you, Joe. We've got other things to do. Bye. We have got other things to do. Bye, listeners. <laughs>